Podcast show, you know how we do. We got the Boston edition. This is the Eastern Conference Championship, and I called everybody who I could, who I knew. So Ron is joining me as a co-host here as well. Then we have Steve is joining the call, and then we have Larry who's joining us. So fellas, we all Boston Celtics fans, so you know that we're gonna be a little bit biased. But I told you to get your predictions ready. But before we even get to that, I want I want to hear what you guys thought of the Sixers uh, Celtics series overall. Ron, what do you think? Scary man. I thought for a minute we weren't going to be able to pull it out. I knew we'd have our ups and downs. Um, definitely disappointed. Some of the games that came out didn't play any defense whatsoever. Um, you know, and I thought we were the better team and game seven showed that, but we got to come out with that energy every game in the playoffs. I don't understand why we don't do that. Um, we struggle to, to, to come out with energy. I think from a coaching standpoint, we don't make the, the right adjustments either. So I was nervous, you know, this series. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was over uh, after game five. Steve, what, what do you think of the series? Um, I agree with Ron that clearly we were the better team, but I thought we should have won it in six games. Don't want away. That's what I honestly thought. Um, but I think that um, we let ourselves, I don't know. It just seemed like some games, obviously Tatum started slow. You know, uh, you can't, you can't have those games. Hey, like think about game six when he came on. Hey, well, the last, what, four minutes, five seconds to go. Still great. Hey, what a great comeback. But you want to win a championship? Against a team like, you know, you got to come up against Miami, who is very serious. They have nothing to lose. They're the eighth seed. They're ready to go, and they just don't care. So we got to come out, like Ron said, every game ready to go. If, you're, if your jump shot's not going, do the old Jordan thing. Drive and get a foul. Drive and get a foul. But uh, I wasn't surprised to see us win. I got nervous after game game five, but I think we, we pulled it together when we needed to, and uh, that's all that matters. Larry, what's your thought? Do you think that the Celtics are going to win all the way, or were you worried? I think they were doing the same thing they were doing with Atlanta, and they weren't taking it seriously. Um, I really believe that they woke up at the end of Game 6 and started playing like they should have played, and we saw a much better result in in Game 7. So I'm hoping that the coach gets them ready and understands that he has to get them to the finals and they have to perform or he's out of a job. So you think he's going to get fired if he doesn't go to the finals? They'll get oh, most definitely. Most definitely. You saw the carousel. They already got everybody everybody gone. Uh, well, we got, what, three three or four coaches gone and top-level coaches that have won actually mm-hmm. championships are gone. Um, it's just... It's 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 going to be it's going to be a rough year for him if he doesn't get them to the finals and they have to be competitive in the finals. It's, it's championship or bust. I said this, you know, beginning of the season. Like no one cares they come out the the East. 
they were expected to come out the East. Um, they got to win a championship. And, uh, you know, like I said before, you know, I was hoping they'd match up with Golden State so we can get our re- you know, revenge going. But regardless of who they play, they got to make it to the finals and they got to they got to win, period. Or, you know, if they don't, it's, uh, you know, it's not a good performance. And I, I think, you know, he's right. Coach is going to get get fired. Yeah, I mean, they definitely this Sixers to me was kind of I know Atlanta they they should have put them away, but with the Sixers, it was kind of a warm up, especially with Missoula because he actually made some changes that worked. As you can see, they won. Um, and I think game six, if it wasn't for your boy Ron Marcus Smart, I think that they lose that game because he actually kept it close the entire game until JT woke up and finally started draining. Um, so while I have you on, on this call right now, Ron, why, why, why are you so fascinated with Marcus Smart? Tell, tell me, tell me why, because me with me and him, me and Marcus Smart, I got mixed emotions about it. I know he's, been with the Celtics for like nine years no other team and he was the first couple of years he was in the bench and then he finally got it started but I still get mixed emotions about him so why why are you so into him why tell me he's a dog that's I mean he's a dog you know he always has been you take him off the team I don't think they win more than like you know 45 games um I think it's a completely different team uh, I'm talking about so he's only defense, worth six games. Rebound. He's only worth six hustling, games. Probably less than that, right? I, I think that team would struggle, especially when he gets you, you get to like playoff basketball, because to me he's the the leader. Yeah, Tatum goes out there and he scores, you know, whatever he wants to, whenever he wants to, but. NBA and you know it's not just about scoring it's about playing defense about grabbing boards uh, hitting timely shots making the right reads with your passes not turning the ball over and just having you know uh, some grit and he's that dude for us every team has you know Marcus Smart right um, you need that that tough guy and that's who he is that's I've you know he's always been that I get tired of hearing every year you know rumors about trading him, you know, because I think that would be the dumbest thing um, if we were ever to, to trade him. I think he's a, he's going to be a Celtic for life. He should be. And uh, he's just an uh, underrated you know, player for the Celtics. Steve, you feel the same way? About I do. Marcus I mean, Smart? I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to make it into a Marcus Smart conversation, but I just how do you feel, Steve? I mean, I mean, I think that honestly, I mean, he is a, he's just a scrapper. I mean, he's like one of those old school dudes who doesn't, you don't look at the box score for him. You look at what he does when he's playing. That dude will sacrifice his body over and over. Jumping for rebounds, rebounds, diving to keep the ball in bounds. He does those little things that don't always end up in the box score. And then obviously he has games or what? He can still, he'll shoot. I just think that, you know, that's why I think they love him in Boston. Because he, he represents that old gritty type 80s, 90s player. It's the Celtics, you know? And I think that uh, 
I would if he went someplace else. I think he makes someone else a champion. I wouldn't want to see that. And let me just say this too. I, I, you know, he's obviously gritty. We talked about that, but I think he has the highest IQ on the team. Um, there's no one else that I think as smart as he is, especially on the defensive end. Um, that dude can guard anybody. Doesn't care. You know, does can be a point guard, to be a center. You know, even if he's outmatched, outsized, he just is able to get his body in the right position to, to get a steal, to make a block, whatever it takes. And part of that's hustle, but a lot of that too is just intelligence. Um, and that kind of goes under the radar. I don't think there's anyone else on the team that says that has a high IQ like he does. He, I can see him coaching, you know, once he's done, because that's just how smart he is. Larry, you feel the same way? Uh, I'm going to co-sign. I mean, Marcus Smart has proven that he's a defensive player of the year. However, I believe Rob Williams was the difference in that game six and game seven. I believe the coach made a decision to take him off the bench and have him start. And yes, Rob Williams is not the same Rob Williams we remember from a year ago, but I saw him make an impact, change some shots. I even got a couple alley-oop dunks on there. Um, I believe that there was a lineup that we had and it was unstoppable. But when we took out some players for, you know, to rest them, that's when we had trouble. And that's why we knew Brogdon and, and White were going to make the difference for this year. Um, I just feel like Tatum and Rob Williams haven't been the Tatum and Rob Williams that we know of. Uh, of course, Tatum shut everybody up at the end of Game 6 and Game 7. Rob Williams, I still don't feel like he's there, but you can't argue with Marcus Smart. He's doing his job. This is the thing that I have mixed emotion about Marcus Smart because I do like the fact that he hustles. And I told Ron that if he was in another team, I would hate his guts because, you know, he's just, he's a dog. Yes, I truly believe that he is a dog. But the fact that diving on people's knees and like, just scrapping for the ball when you know the other player's star might get hurt. That's the kind of things that I'm like, yes, if you were like in high school and college, that stuff would fly and you'd be like, wow, that guy can hustle. But in the NBA where everyone is friends and everyone knows it and everyone is like, you know what? I feed hundreds of family members with this paycheck that I make in the NBA. I just feel like, hey, listen, I, I admire the hustle, but at the same time, this is a skill game. It's not, you know, oh, I can just, that ball is loose, so I'm going to go get it. It's about skill, and sometimes I feel like Marcus Smart, and this is the reason I personally feel why they got Malcolm and they got White. It's because you still need somebody to score, and I wouldn't, I don't mind if Marcus Smart came off the bench because he's not... The defensive player of the year last year that he was, he's like a shell of that person. He's not the same guy. I mean, you can say the same thing about Derek White, but they just, to me, I know that this year they try to outscore everybody and they didn't want to play defense. And that's my whole gripe with this team is if Ime Udoka was still there, they would play defense. But for some reason... I mean, finally, they decided to play defense with Rob Williams playing. But I just want this team to play defense as a unit, not just individually. And that's why, to me, they have 
a chance to beat the Miami Heat because, as you guys mentioned earlier, this Miami Heat team is, you know, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Like, they're not really a number eight seed. They're more like a number two or number one. So I feel like if the Celtics don't view them as a number one or number two, they might lose this series. If they come out and take them for granted, Miami Heat will take the title. But having said all that, I see the Celtics winning in five. Ron, where do you see this at? Yeah, so just to go back to a few things um, you said about defense, I think there's a lot of things that Marcus Smart does on defense that just doesn't show up in the stat sheet. You know, whether it's taking a charge, just being in the right position, right? You and I were watching the game. Heinz has a right yelling at the defense to, to stop Harden from going to his left. But when Jalen Brown or somebody else goes in there, they just let him go to his left every time. Marcus Smart stopped that from happening. So it's the little things that may not show up in the box score um, that makes him a great defensive player, even if he's not getting the, the, you know, the stats that you'd want. But, you know, I think this series, um, I think it goes seven. There's nothing that I've seen so far in the playoffs that would prove to me that they can wrap this up in five whoa, games. Whoa, 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 let me stop you right there. This, well, let me finish. JT just seen, woke up. JT woke up. Let me tell you something. Where this, was he? When no, did, no, 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 no. I don't want to talk about the past. Hold he on, hold is on. awakened. No, he He's awakened. Hold, hold on. You saw what happened with Atlanta. They should have took care of business in four. You all said four games. I said five. He wasn't it ready. went, what, six? He wasn't ready. Right? He wasn't ready. We saw ready. what just happened with the Sixers. They, they could have taken care of business. Now, now you're trying to tell me that they're going to come on with the Heat and win in five? Yes, because JT just, has finally reached that level. That level it's not that just about JD, even... though. It's about everybody playing, you know, lights out, coming out serious, like being, uh, you know, just fully, you know, locked in. And that has not, you know, that doesn't happen consistently. When it might happen the, for a game or when two. You have the best, but the best player, I would say the best player in the East Coast because Jokic has that lockdown but when you have the best player finally reach nirvana finally he finally woke up and said i'm gonna drop 51 in a game seven what team no do you know a what player has won a championship on their own right look at look yeah. at the bulls for example you think michael jordan did that himself he yeah. demanded greatness from everybody around him. If you didn't play 100%, you weren't going to be on the Listen, court. Listen, I'm not comparing I'm JT about. to Michael Jordan. He's the greatest. Well, Why saying, would you even, he, even bring him look at up? LeBron. Look at LeBron. Look at anybody. LeBron a, doesn't a, have six championships. But it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is, in order to win a championship, you got to have everybody playing at 100% locked in. You can't have, you can't take games off, right? Atlanta, Listen, they should have swept them. Listen, they beat Atlanta. It's in the past. They beat the Sixers. It's in the past. We're talking about the Heat. We're talking about yeah, JT I, waking up and dropping 40 I, I a think, game. So I think the Heat are a much better team than Atlanta. I think they're probably just as good, if not better, than the 76ers. I think I've talked to you about Butler. This dude turns into, you know, I if there's anyone who seriously just like is just sitting 
like during the, the regular season, not doing anything is Butler. You know, he doesn't do talk about load management, right? This dude does not do anything during the regular season. And as soon as playoffs hit, you know, it's just like all of a sudden he's just a, a killer, man. So I'm, I'm worried about I'm, Butler this series. I'm not scared about Butler. Uh Larry, who are you scared in this series? I'm not I'm not scared of anything. I, I think Miami is not as good of a team because they they're missing a piece. Um, yeah. I, we said that there may be a two or one seed. That's not true. They're like a four or five. We all know that they're better than the Brooklyn Nets. Um, the seeding was off all, all for both sides, West and East. But um, I think they're like a four or five. And I think, you know, both of you made good arguments. So the math teacher and me is saying that maybe they go in six, you know, because, uh, you know, Ron's saying seven, you're saying five. So maybe six. But me, it all depends on which Celtics team shows up. If the Celtics team shows up that I like, it's going to be a sweep. But for some reason, we've seen it. They don't always show up. We, we've seen it during the regular season a lot. You know, um, it's like they were waiting for this unfinished business. And now it, that is there. Let's finish it, guys. Come on. Steve, where you at? Uh, picking them in five, I think, is not realistic. Uh, picking them in seven, more realistic. I was looking at ESPN Plus earlier today, and out of 17 ESPN talking heads, 14 have the Celtics winning. Three have the Heat winning. Of the 14, eight of them have them winning in six games, and then the other remaining six have them winning it in seven games. Um, so, I know we brought up the Bulls. You brought up. I'm going to go back to Marcus Smart for one second. You know what he reminds me of? I just turned 50, y'all know. He reminds me of Dennis Rodman, who came in in the late 90s. What was he there for? He wasn't there to damn score. He was there to what? Rebound and play hard on defense. And that's who Marcus Smart reminds me of, because he's, we always said scrappy. You can see all the adjectives. We understand all that shit. I just honestly think that he is a difference maker. You said it yourself in game six, who kept him in the game. Marcus Smart did, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Until the shooter want to wake the fuck up because you've been sleeping for how many games? Or you take, you play this one game, you take off the next. You need Marcus Smart to win a championship, and I think he will be consistent doing those same scrappy things and getting those little things that you don't see on the on the box score. Also, I think that you say as a unit they got to play defense. Of course, they got to play defense as a unit. But if you really think about it, when it came out of crunch time in six and seven, who was playing great defense? You had, I mean, you had pretty much everyone, even including Horford, disrupting shots. You had Horford doing it. You had Jalen Brown doing it. You had Tatum, who was obviously playing well. You had Marcus Smart. Of course, you talk about Williams, but you had everyone. To me, that reminded me of like a scrappy old school win in six. And then in seven, kind of like put the will on them, you know, like Jordan used to do back in the day. But, uh, for this series coming up with Miami, I think Miami, I think people are sleeping on them. I just gave you the stats. 17 talking heads, 14 Celtics, 3 Heat. That's bullshit. I think this is a 50-50 series coming up. And it depends on, like, we've all, who wants to show up? Not in second half of this game, not in the first half of another game. Who shows up from game one to game six or seven? I think it's Celtics and six if they get their heads straight. If not, ideally Celtics and seven. Not only that, yeah, but yeah. what I was gonna what I was gonna say, uh, Steve, is that 
obviously the Celtics have a better team and I think the odds they're the odds in favor uh, per FanDuel to win it all even over Denver which you know Denver has a good squad but ideally what I want to see is the Lakers against the Celtics ultimately what I want to see uh, in the finals because um, as much as I like Denver I want to I want the Lakers, I want LeBron, I want the whole, you know, nostalgic about it, the whole like BLA and all that stuff. That's who I want. But I know Miami Heat is in the way. I know that they lost Tyler Hero uh, yep. against the Bulls. So their only scoring right now is Jimmy Butler and maybe even Struess. I don't know. I don't know. I just, you don't have to double like you used to with MB anymore. So right, right. if you just play straight up and let Jimmy, Jimmy's going to get all the points that he wants. I don't think that Jimmy, you can stop him, but everyone else, you have to have them in the single digits. So I fully expect the Celtics to basically play better offense than they play defense with the Heat. I think that's a formula to beating them. And that's why I say I, five. I, I think regardless, they need to go deeper into the bench. You can't just be playing two, two players yep. off the bench like we've done for the last like three games. I don't know what what you know the issue is, but some of these guys like Williams, like why is he not you know uh, playing? You know, get some of the guys off the bench. Even Pritchard, you know, he's a, he can shoot. You know, give give your starters some uh, some time to rest. So you got to. I think the coach needs to figure that part out. How do we get some of the other guys involved a little bit, uh, and not have so much pressure on, on the on the starters on on JT specifically? See, I, I I disagree with you because I think when it comes to the playoffs, you shorten your bench and you put the people who you trust. And I don't think Missoula trusts Pritchard, even though he's a great shooter. I don't think Missoula trusts uh, Grant Williams. He just he's he the short the the bench is shorter, seven players only, and I think I'm okay with that. I I I don't think that you can take your chances when it comes to the playoffs. You just got to go with the people who you trust. I mean, even if it means big minutes for JT, big minutes for Jalen Brown. It's all about who you trust, and I don't think Missoula is there with the rest of the team. I, I think you have to. Uh, I'm with Ron on this one. You have to have off the bench three or four guys you can trust at this point. Because mm-hmm. do you know how hard it was to win Game Six? Game Seven was different because they were had pulled away and they had a lead. But you know those those tough games, especially if you lose them by one or two, or you lose in overtime like we did and we shouldn't have lost. You need your bench. And if they can come in there, like Miami's down. You said it yourself. Tyler Hero's out. Uh, broken hand. Oladipo, he's out. But you talk about him. Guess what? He was averaging 11 points a game. That's gone. Like you said, you could definitely do more one-on-one matchups. Like you said, Jimmy's going to get his, his points regardless. But I've also seen Miami get hot. And those shooters, Bruce included, mm-hmm. What's number 55 off the bench? Whatever. I mean, them Robinson, dudes can shoot. Robinson. They, they yeah. can get hot really quick and drop three or four or five threes on you. And you have to, I think you got to extend that bench because now we're in another series. You need four to win. And you want a championship, you need four more. 
So you mm-hmm. eight, eight wins, but you're looking at how many? You're looking at how many games ideally? You're probably looking at what? Out of eight wins, you're looking at 12, 14 games that you're going to have to play in the next, what, month? And you're going to need those stars to have their fresher legs. Give them a little bit of break, what? End of the first, you got a 10-point lead. Okay, they're going to need their breaks. You got to have some bench scoring to help out because if it's just left to seven people, it's not looking good, you know? And think, they lost, Miami lost those guys before the first round, and they lost Harrow early in the first round. So they... They, they need, they, I mean, we need to overpower them with our bench. I don't care if it's yeah. six minutes, 10 minutes, they got to come I'm out. Just, Pritchard is a defensive liability. Yes, he's a yeah, great yeah. shooter, but if you, if you, it, it could, doesn't, it doesn't have to be Pritchard. I mentioned his name, but it, they were looking for energy. I think I forgot what game it was, like game four. And they went, I forgot who they went to, but I'm like, you got Blake Griffin sitting right there. What was the pr- purpose of getting him? Correct. You don't have to play him like 15 minutes or anything, but give him like five, him six, for the seven playoffs. minutes. They didn't get him for the playoffs. Yeah, they got him for the regular season. But put him in there. You know that dude's going to hustle, grab some rebounds, yeah. you know, dive after balls, you know, whatever. It, you know, he's going to do some of the dirty work, you know. The and then same that, with Grant Williams. Like, use those guys. Like, don't just have him sitting there. Grant Williams uh, will play defense, but that's the only guy off the bench that plays defense. Who else? Who else can well, you go out there? In, in the Atlanta series, they they played Hauser. He was getting tortured on the court. So I think that goes to coaching. Why did you pick Hauser? Yeah, he can shoot some threes. Right. Him, but you could have put Pritchard in there. You could have put Grant Williams in there. Um, I just think that, it, you know, there's some players that we can put in there that will make a difference. And going back to the Heat, I don't think this Heat team is as good as the last two Heat teams we played. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, because Tyler Hero, Oladipo is not there. They don't have Tucker. There's a lot of things missing that the other Heat teams had. And um, that's why I'm I'm leaning that this could be a sweep, depending on which Celtics team show up. Um, I just feel like Heat are going to be exposed. You're going to see them as a four or five seed like they truly are. And and, uh, we're going to see when if if Jason Tatum comes back as Jason Tatum. Listen. Yeah, I see some lopsided games, some games where Celtics win by 20 or, you know, even more and show their dominance. And then I see some games where we're not locked in, we don't show up, and Miami's winning by, like, three or four points. You're like, you know, why, why are we going to Game 7 against the Heat? Right. That's that's what I see. And, again, it's not about who's the better team because the Celtics are the best team in the East. Hands down, I think they've been the best team for the last two or three years. But it's, it's, it's about... Just your team being locked in. It's a little bit about coaching. There's a lot of things that goes into winning a championship. And, um, you know, I just hope they show show up locked in. I don't need Jason Tatum to score 52. What I do need him to do, if he's not shooting well, grab a rebound. Yep. You know, place it. You're 6'8". Place some defense. Block a yep. couple shots. Drive all the drive, 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 drive it. Right. He did that. Yeah, he he, did exactly. That. He did he, he did, did that, that. Damn, but, and he kept well, shooting. Talking about. He kept shooting until <laughs> the, he finally drained a couple right. of. T- that's the thing is that he not only is he grabbing rebounds and blocking shots, he's you know waking up finally. He's finally. I'm f- I am trusting that JT is going to have a great series. Yeah. Not, and it's not, not just about him, by the way. I know, but Jalen Brown. This is what I'm putting because foot, this is you know 
this is like his third Eastern Conference Championship, right? This is JT's third, I think. Maybe fourth, maybe more. I don't know. The thing is this. We all been waiting for him to take over a game like he did that quarter into Sixers, like he did at home in game seven. He's I'm telling you, he's going to take over this series. For some reason, I just feel it. I feel it in my bones that he's finally awakened. And I'm not... The rest of the team, fine. If they lose, if J, JT scores 50 points and the rest of the team scores 5 and the Celtics lose, that would be awful. That would be awful. But I'm telling you, he's going to go off in this series. And... And I think that game, that first game on Wednesday is going to be a tell of whether or not. Because if he's shooting in the first quarter instead of driving, then we got problems. Right. I'm not sure who defends him in that game, but I know from previous matchups with the Heat and the Celtics, it's it's a game of runs. So mm-hmm. our runs have to be better than their runs, and that's what you'll see. And I think with... With JT, we don't need 50. But if he can do 30, if he can do more than just seven, um, I think that will that will be good. You know, one thing we don't think about is the Sixers in game seven, they, they won the first quarter and the fourth quarter. You know, mm-hmm. no one's talking about that because the third quarter was such a dismal. Blowout. 13 points. At, well, not even 13. What was it? Was it 10? It was like was it? 33 to 10, I thought, something like that. Like they were 52 and they end up with 60, 66. So, yeah, 13 points. So, um, it was just that's the defense that we, we've been we've been missing. It was there. So, if they turn that up in a third quarter every game, goodbye, Heat. How, how come no one's talking about Jalen Brown? Because, I mean, exactly. He's the yeah. one who was quietly consistent throughout the playoffs. I think he's more like our Scotty Pippen, where don't forget, when Jordan was missing all those bricks and stuff, who was hitting them outside shots? Scottie Pippen. And Jalen Brown will take it to the rim. He'll dunk on you. He will shoot the three. He'll shoot the long jumper. He'll play some defense. To me, we haven't even talked about him. To me, I think he's the key. I thought that's why we lost the championship last year. Because yes. remember, he, he was cold at the line. He was cold. He was up and down. I thought this year he's done better being more consistent. I think he's yeah. key. If we have Tatum with X amount of points, Brown with X amount of points, and then we sprinkle in the other starters, couple off the bench, I think we definitely, we all said, we have the better team. But yes. let's not forget that. He is a key component. I've heard about trades going with him to Golden State because they want someone like him because he mm-hmm. is that player who can put you over the top. He'll drop what? twenty. He can drop 15 to 25 on your night, on a regular night, not including, you know, when he goes off. Um, I think he's the key. I think we need Tatum to show up as a superstar. We need that. But we need Brown right there, who's right below him, to do the dirty work and help us put it over the top. Those two are hot. Everyone else should pick up the slack, for sure. No no foul trouble for Jalen Brown, and we got to reduce the turnovers as a team. Yeah. Turnovers as a team. You're terrible. Like, if we take care of the ball, we're good. We're yes. good. Keep the ball and brought in the white's hands. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, our our time for the podcast is coming to an end. I want to thank everybody for joining in this Boston edition of Dawson Celtics. Uh, and on that note, I say peace. Peace, peace out.
Good have a good night, fellas. Good night. Thanks again for listening. Please send your questions and or suggestions to Shut Your Mouth Podcast. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can always reach us via Twitter at Shut Your Mouth Podcast or DM us at the gram at Shut Your Mouth Podcast. Again, S H U T Y M Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Peace. <laughs>